You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Major who's still four metres in front, Mark Dead on the inside, behind those Jillaby Sylvester, but Major Meister in front, and the Sydney boys have done it again. Cameron Hart and Jason Grimson. Major yeah, Major Meister, that was the cram and cup. I wonder if he can win a big one again on the, the weekend. Chris Barsby, good morning. Yes, yeah, Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Looking forward to the weekend's action. Plenty of uh, good racing coming up right around the country. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, he's going to go around one of the favourites there, of course, on Saturday night, Chris, in the Bendigo Cup. And Pete McMullen is our first guest. Well, yesterday, Steve, we spoke with Jack Butler, fresh off his victory in the State Trainers Premiership, so I thought only fitting that we speak to the leading driver in the state. But not only in the state, he's gone back-to-back with the national title, Steve. He edged out Gary Hall Jr., Nathan Dawson, another Queenslander, finishing in the top three, but... It's a, uh, a whirlwind season again for Pete McMullen. Not quite at the level as far as victories that he, uh, he accrued the previous year. 315, that was a Queensland record. 266 uh, for the season. And he joins us now. Pete, congratulations. Thank you, Chris. Good morning. So you've gone three of the last four as far as the state titles are concerned, but with national titles back-to-back, and you become the first since Chris Alford. So... It's been a heck of a, a period for you right now. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's pretty amazing, really. Um, you know, I think when you're a little boy growing up, and that's your dream to um, you know, become the, the leading driver, you know, in in the state and and probably the country, and then for it to actually be able to come true, you know, it, it is pretty amazing. Not many people get to sort of live out their childhood dreams, and luckily enough, I've been able to. Just with Chris Alford, uh, he he's been able to tally up the most amount of. Uh, national titles uh, as far as driving victories are concerned. At a guess, how many do you think he's won overall, Chris Alford? Uh, Eight. Keep going. Wow. 14. Really? Just shows how how great of a driver he is and how, how long he has been great for. The other thing with you that I've been able to track down... You're the first Queenslander since Kevin Thomas, a legendary figure as far as Queensland harness racing is concerned, to go back-to-back with state titles. He won it three years in a row, 74-75, 75-76, 76-77. So the pressure's now on you again to to go again and and claim another national title to equal Kevin Thomas. Yeah, um, you know, obviously he's a a legend of sport and, you know, it's um, pretty humbling to be in the... Same sort of category as people like that. Absolutely. Now, the obvious question that I've got to ask, what was the biggest difference this year or the year just complete, 2022, compared to 2021? Um, It it probably wasn't quite so hectic. Um, You know, as far as the year before, you know, um, you know, we're pushing hard towards the back end of the year for 300. And this year it was sort of probably started off a little bit quieter and and it was a little a little more enjoyable I suppose and and um, you know the, the back end got busy and and very successful as well which was um, you know it, it was very, very good and obviously we had a had a few other things on my mind and you know with, with Somerset Farms and, and a rock and roll dance and things like that so 
you know, to be able to manage that, I, I was, you know, very proud of that. And, um, you know, I was a little worried, to be honest. Um, you know, taking on a lot and we are able to sort of really, Chantal, obviously, big help and we are able to sort of manage it all well and, and get through the year. It's a good point you raise. 315 victories, which was a Queensland record. First driver in Queensland, harness racing history to drive in excess of 300 winners in a season. So there was a lot of pressure with that. And as you said, towards the back end of the season, there was a big push to try and get that record. So this year, or the year just complete, 2022, a little less pressure because the number wasn't so important. With that, though, did you sort of drive with a little bit more freedom in 2022? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, like it, it was it was more enjoyable out in the track and, um, you know, I was able to sort of go out there and, and just do my thing and, and not not be, you know, not have something in, in the back of my mind sort of, you know, chasing you and pushing you hard. So, um, you know, it, it probably meant that I could sort of take a few days off here and there and and refresh the mind and, and refresh the body and, and um, you know, enjoy my kids a little bit as well, I suppose. Okay, and just a step further to that, did you make any adjustments with with your style, with your technique? Um, probably not. Um, you know, I always loved going back and watching replays, and you know, and, and you know, making sure that, that, that if there was things you could do better, you know, you keep working on those. And um, you know, I'm, I'm not really that big on form as far as I race against all the horses every day, and. You know, try and go out there and memorise, um, you know, every horse and, you know, and, and how they race. So um, to be able to sort of continue to do that is, you know, a, a big help in, in the way I drive. So, um, you know, it, it sort of probably takes a bit of pressure off, pre, you know, pre-race and that sort of thing. And I can just go out there and enjoy it and, and drive how I like to drive and, and how it suits me best. Did you find the competition harder or about the same uh, given that you're sort of going around against the same drivers most of the time did you find it any different in 2022 compared to that record setting year in 2021 um our group of drivers in queensland are becoming i think they're becoming some of the best drivers in australia uh very quick, quickly and they're a very professional bunch and and i think um as time goes on it's the same sort of drivers competing against each other more often which you know is making our racing very professional, um, very very you know honest and, and hard as far as or competitive is probably the word. Um, you know we're all out there trying to win and and um, we all do it in the, the best possible uh, you know way we can. Was there a driver in particular that improved a lot in in twenty twenty two from your opinion? Um, there's probably multiple drivers that have improved. Um, you know. And there's, um, you know, there's a lot of drivers, you know, I think we've been talking about it on mobile rolling about the uh, the amount of drivers that have, you know, got centuries this season or, or more, um, which is, you know, I think it's up over a dozen drivers with, with centuries, which is pretty incredible, really. And, you know, some of those drivers have, um, you know, you know, they've got busier, but they've, you know, really improved their technique and, and becoming, you know, top drivers in their own right. Sure. Two obvious questions here. The highlight for Pete McMullen in 2022, and was there a low light? So you can give me uh, the, the best and the worst of 2022. Um, there's probably a lot of highlights. Um, you know, a lot of victories, a lot of highlights. Breaking, well, breaking the track record twice, um, going 49-1 on Black Sedan. So it's a, that was a huge thrill and, and something 
you know, I've always probably wanted to do is, is break that 150 mark, and um, it, it's taken quite a lot, quite a long time, and to be able to sort of, you know, break the track record twice, and then obviously go come back and go 49 was pretty pretty special. Um, but you know, th- there was lots of satisfying things throughout the year. I think um, the baby trotters they were very satisfying throughout the year. Um, and, and as far as lows, I, I, you know, there's plenty probably plenty of lows as well, but. You know, as long as the highs outweigh the lows, that's the most important thing. Okay. What about the mental and physical toll uh, over the past year for you, 2022? Um, how do you sort of deal with that? Yeah, it can get tough sometimes. Obviously, we're racing a lot. And, um, you know, I haven't got the luxury of, you know, some of the freelance drivers, of, you know, having a small team. You know, Chantel's large team it was sort of pretty hectic. And, um, you know, they become very big days and, and uh, it, it's yeah, it's hard mentally and physically, but um, you know, having the drive to win is very important. And I think um, you know, now as a sort of reflect back, you know, it, it's important to be able to stop and you know spend some time with the kids and and just sort of you know realize why you do it and and um, you know actually sort of cherish cherish what what you got for it. You know, like. Um, you know, sometimes life gets too busy and you, you sort of don't stop and actually realise, you know, what achievements you, you've got. And I think that's very important. Did you ever think of it, Steve, Pete, did you ever think about like maybe one day a week uh, during a certain time of year or a couple of days you just take a couple of couple of meetings off? Is that not possible? Yeah, well, like um, I said before, there, sometimes uh, I sort of try and take a day off, you know, throughout the week. And, um, you know, I, I generally try and take Thursdays off if I can. It, it's, it's an awkward day. It's an awkward day. You know, as far as you have a late night Wednesday night, and then you got to back up early on a Thursday um, morning. And, and you know, with with the stable, and, and you know, we've had probably lacking a bit of staff throughout the year. And um, you know, the staff you do have, you don't want to leave them. So you sort of want to want to stick around till the morning's done at home, and and really try and get as much as you can done with there before you go to the races. And so it, yeah, some days it's not so much being about taking a day off; it's just about trying to. You know, help out your teammates. Will the change to Norwell in a few years' time make your lifestyle better? Um, I'm not expecting it will. I'm thinking it's going to be harder. Okay. Why is that the case with you? Um, probably just the, the distance travel. You know, we've got a really good run into Albion, um, whereas going to Norwell's probably going to add a, a minimum of 30 minutes extra onto the trip, um, you know, which is likewise with a lot of people. Um, and they're ex- suspecting to be able of racing there, you know, probably up to four times a week, which probably, you know, it's going to get pretty hectic sort of when it does go to Norwell. Obviously, it's very exciting to have new facilities and, and it sounds like it's going to be a very special complex. But, um, yeah, it's going to probably add an extra couple of hours travelling each, each day. Just going back to your body and how it sort of copes throughout the year, like it, it's got to take a toll. You lean back and, and, and you put a lot into your drive. So... Do you, do you make regular visits to a chiropractor or, or something similar? Yeah, it's it's something I actually, um, you know, have had to sort of do the last sort of probably couple of years. Um, go to a chiropractor. Obviously, when you're driving a lot and, and um, you know, you, you're sort of, well, you're, you're working against a 500 kilo animal, it, 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 it can be quite hard on your body and and not just doing it sort of, you know, a couple of times a day. Um, you know, we're sort of racing you know, up to 10 times a day, as well as a lot of track work and, and those sort of things. So, um, yeah, it, it can be quite hard on your body. Some people, 
doesn't affect. But uh, yeah, personally, um, it, it's starting to sort of take its toll a little bit. Okay, so in 10 years' time, if you keep going at the, the rate you are, how do you think the body's going to hold up? Yeah, it's a little worrying, to be honest. Um, yeah, but, you know, you never know what's in the, what happens down the track and, you know, things could turn or or maybe even, um, you know, maybe the breeding side of things might kick along a bit and might not have to be quite so busy on the, on the racetrack. All right. Well, you're 31 years of age. You've got... Uh, 2,695 victories. So you're closing in on 3,000 wins. That's not going to be all that far away. 2023, you're currently on the sidelines and probably not a bad thing at the moment. So you can just, you know, have that little bit of a downtime uh, moment with the family. 2023 is going to be a big year. Constellations, mid-year in July. Into the million in your own backyard in, in December. They're obviously two big targets for you. How do you sort of go about it? Yeah, I think it's um, you know very exciting for Queensland Racing to be able to host the Inter Dominion again. It's been you know, it's been so long, and um, you know to be able to sort of get that, I think that's a huge thing for Queensland Racing and, and for Queensland in general. Um, and, and it's obviously very exciting for the stable as well. Obviously, Black Dance is um, you know looks like he's starting to step up to that sort of category as well as a couple of others probably coming through. So you know. All, all things going well, it's the pinnacle of harness racing. So, um, you know, to be a part of that, whether it be just, um, you know, in lead-up events or, or be the, the big dance, it's pretty exciting. We had zero representation the last time. Albion Park staged an Inter-Dominion Grand Final. They were all interstaters or Kiwis. Do you think Queensland will have uh, representation later this year? I think so. Um, you know, I think Queensland... I think Queensland horses, you know, they would definitely sort of match up, you know, against probably any any horse in, in Australia, and and I think well, we're definitely at the best, well now four year old, so um, you know, let, let's hope we can, we can see him at, at in the Dominion Series this year, leap to fame. He, he's um, you know, looks like he's going to be the best horse in the country. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to look forward to, and there's a lot to look back on with 2022 uh, uh, with uh, fond memories. And uh, again, claiming the state title, the national title, you've joined uh, a lead company, no doubt about it. I wish you all the best for 2023. I'm sure it's going to be another busy and successful year again. Uh, appreciate the time this morning. Stay safe, and we'll see you back at the track uh, next week. Cheers. Thank you. Chris, uh, Pete. Yep. Just one question I'm keen to ask. Something that stands out just watching you drive is you always wear the white, the goggles with the white around. It sort of stands out. Is that, are they a lucky set of goggles or obviously you have multiple pairs, but you have the white around the edge of them? Just something I've noticed. <laughs> yeah, it's for no real reason in particular. Um, you know, it's just something I sort of, uh, a fair while ago, I sort of I got a white set and I quite liked them. And, um, yeah, it sort of stuck whenever I get a new pair, I always get the white, so... Yeah, I noticed um, it, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, not too many people actually wear their goggles anymore, but always sort of gone gone the goggles and, yeah, try to stick to the white. Yeah, well, don't change them. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it, it seems to be working, so I better, better stick to it. Well done, thanks. Pete McMullen joining us. Chris, Matty Young's on the line as well to talk uh, all things Western Australia at the moment. Well, there's a lot happening over there in Perth. Things are heating up. Fremantle WA Pacing Cup just around the corner. All-important barrier trial yesterday. Penny Tiger, Laverage Joe, they went head-to-head in a trial. Let's get the verdict on how it all played out. Matty Young, good morning. Good morning to you, boys. Who took honours in the trial? 
Uh, well, Labrajo won the trial, but I thought Penny Tiger was very impressive. Labrajo was uh, being urged along, and Penny Tiger was cruising through the line pretty nicely. So um, I think both of them take honours going forward. And one fifty four eight fifty five five twenty seven two and. Uh, two very talented five-year-olds that we're very lucky to have here in WA. Okay, two other horses that are very impressive. Ideal agent who scored last week and his stable mate himself, the Nugget winner. Do they keep pushing their claim towards these big cup races? Uh, Ideal agent does. He's moved into the rankings into the top 12, so... Uh, he will head towards the Fremantle Cup next week. And himself, they didn't make the late payment to get into the rankings. So uh, after his win last week, they're going a different route. So, um, yeah, that, that's that's the latest there. Ideal agent will be in the Pacing Cup, Fremantle Cup, uh, providing he does everything right next week. But he's not in tomorrow night, but he will race in that uh, those two Group 1 features, including the Grand Circuit WA Pacing Cup. Wild West, defending WA Pacing Cup winner. Is he in doubt of missing out this year? Uh, he's made the... He's in the rankings, into the top... T- uh, he's well in the rankings. He won winning the Pacing Cup last year. His um, form probably hasn't been uh, that great this time in, even with his stint in Sydney. And you've got to say, if he didn't win the WA Pacing Cup, I think he'd be in severe doubt of having a start in the race because he uh, sort of found it tough in the free-for-all company in most of the races, but he was able to win at 100 to 1 in the pacing cup and that sort of nearly guaranteed him a spot in the uh, Fremantle WA pacing cups over the next fortnight. Top two rankings so far, uh, Magnificent Storm and Diego, they're going head-to-head in the JP Stratton Cup. Who takes honours? Yeah, well, you've got to say that Diego probably will. He beat Magnificent Storm last start, and he's got the draw to lead. Magnificent Storm couldn't have drawn any worse. And uh, with the big races in mind, well, this is a $100,000 race. So it's not like it's anything to sneeze at. But uh, I think Diego can lead and win, and uh, he's a very good front runner. And I don't think he's been beaten when he's led in WA. I think he's about nine, nine for nine or ten for ten. So... Uh, is an impeccable record, and if he uh, leads, I expect him to probably win again. Okay. What is your best bet tomorrow night at Gloucester Park? Uh, race six, number two, Armed Reactor, was really taken by the trial of Pinjarra uh, Thursday week ago, and I think he's got the gate speed. It's over a mile. I thought he'd be able to push forward, find the top, and from there keep on rolling. So Armed Reactor for me, race six, number two for Gary Hall, Jr., Okay, we'll take the tip. Race six, number two. Looking forward to the chat again next week. Uh, We'll be on the eve of the Fremantle Pacing Cup, so we'll be able to dissect that race uh, really extensively. Really appreciate the time today. Happy New Year, and uh, we'll chat again next week. Cheers, boys.